In our series, A String of Pearls, Dutch Buzz contributors speak to people who have made an exceptional contribution to our local community. People whose passion for what they do have had an added value for the city of The Hague. Dutch Buzz interviews Herka Fisse, advisor at The Hague's International Center, the municipality service for the internationals living and working in The Hague. We started the interview by asking how COVID-19 affected the services of the center. Uh, COVID-19 impacted the services we provide. Some of our staff are working from home, but especially we've been dealing with people coming from abroad, also from COVID hot zones like China, uh, Iran, Italy. So our staff have been, you know, uh, one of the first contacts of foreigners coming into the country. There's been a lot of, you know, measures being taken in the center as well, to, so that we are still. Uh, um, you know, a safe place for newcomers to arrive, but also for our staff. Because you can imagine if we have infections as well, we cannot provide the services we want anymore. So um, the services we provide are very limited. We've moved events online. The daily help desk we would have um, is now only accessible by phone or by email. In general, we've seen a big effect in the international community. We've done two surveys on the impact of COVID-19 as well in the international community. What do you hear by the international clients? How COVID has affected them? The Dutch people can still move to their family. However, if you're from abroad, you have to deal with quarantine regulations. You're instructed not to travel. Uh, some people have, haven't seen their family for a year now. And second to the travel restrictions is, of course, quite often internationals are here for a job. And right now there's a lot of job insecurity. Uh, people are not sure how COVID might you know, affect their uh, employer, but also their specific job. Um, because we've seen a lot of, you know, a move towards more digitalization. Uh, some companies are actually shutting down their offices in the Netherlands, for example, moving abroad. But if, um, you know, a company decides to lay off some people and you are an international among the people being laid off, it doesn't only mean that you lose your job, but you're basically also, if you're from a non-European country, you have to move back to your original country. Uh, so the effect of just losing your job of, uh, you know, an uh, economic crisis is a lot bigger sometimes in the international community than we perceive it. We perceive it as uh, the same on the Dutch uh, local uh, population. There can be quite drastic effects. People have to move country, children have to move school again. How the International Centre can help those people who are in transition? Um, I think some of the help we provide is actually uh, help them understand how the process of you know, uh, job change works. Um, if you're being laid off, so we can help them, guide them. Um, if they're not sure about, direct them to uh, experts in the field who can actually look at the contracts, look at the packages they gave if they have to be laid off. Um, second, I think we provide a lot of support for people that have to relocate again to a new country. What are the rules and regulations now of traveling are of course different. Um, what do you have to arrange when you leave the country? But also there's new initiatives popping up about training people from one sector to another, um, where we can inform internationals about what's happening. Uh, but especially as well, is a lot of people came for one employer to the Netherlands. And if they lose their job, or if they're not sure about their job security, uh, we can also inform them about you know, the, the other players in the field. Maybe competitors, but maybe also sectors where they're in need of their skills, um, but where people are not aware of. For example, if you work as an IT uh, uh, engineer in the oil and gas sector, which is being hit 
quite a lot by the low oil prices uh, because of COVID. And you can still work as an IT engineer in a totally different sector. You don't have to leave the country, you can switch their jobs. And quite often internationals came for a, for a specific employer. So they're not sure about how to look even for jobs, how applying to jobs works in the Netherlands, and how the resume of an American is not fit for uh, applying for a job in the Netherlands, for example. What is the target audience? The target audience is especially people with a highly skilled background. Uh, so what we call in the, in the Netherlands the knowledge economy. So think about multinationals, the big international tribunals in The Hague, but also people working for universities, startups, but um, the information, the events we have, they're open to all people coming from abroad and having questions about living and working in The Hague. What is the biggest challenge of your work so far? I think the biggest challenge in work is that the um, traditional view we have of expats is, is changing very fast. So the idea of employee of a multinational who every four or five years changes country to country is a seasoned expat. And we've seen this change in a few years towards more internationals coming here uh, for startups. And then the startup doesn't, they don't even have an HR department. So there's no support available. Uh, we've seen a lot of people coming in for universities. So think about uh, PhD scientists, but also, you know, um, a lot of people doing postdocs. They're younger, um, they get le less support from, from employers um, because we all think, you know, it's, it's the world's becoming more mobile. Um, it is acceptable for a lot of students right now as well um, to move to another country to gain new experience, but also to learn a new language. Uh, and this is happening in the, the world of expats as well. That's why we are sort of talking about internationals and not expats anymore. Um, because we see that the community has become you know, so diverse, um, that, but also it has an effect on our work. We get off questions about topics we didn't get questions about before. Maybe can you give me an example? Like what kind of question is new? Um, well, a new trend, for example, is that most or in The Hague, we offer the most um, diverse options for international education. We see that most children of international parents would go to the British school, the American school, German, French. We have a lot of options for international education, which all have the aim that people can study here for a few years and then they go abroad and they can continue um, you know, without any delay. Um, in recent years, we've seen so many people go moving to Dutch regular education. Of course, the Dutch school system is is free, but also um, it provides the children and uh, yeah the easiest way to integrate to meet other uh, Dutch uh, Dutch kids as well. Um, but for the parents, of course, it's quite a hassle. You know, we have a lot of information on international education in English. They communicate themselves in English. They have set admission programs, and the Dutch schools often only have a Dutch websites. It's different admission procedures, but also for our staff, it's new questions. Um, so the whole change of the community also has an effect of, you know, the services we provide. For example, we started, you know, we have a brand new website. We launched it two years ago. With a lot of extra information about The Hague, but also we launched event series where every month we talk about a certain topic uh, where we get a lot of questions about. So, for example, housing, taxes, education, childcare. Um, because we see there's a need in the community for extra information. So what is the trend that you observe for the international community recently? Uh, I think a trend we see is um, that the community becomes more diverse. We still have the traditional 
expat who stays for five years and then continues with their journey, with their career in another country. Um, but we see more and more people who decide to come to The Hague themselves to advance their career. Sometimes they are even coming to The Hague without a job and they're looking for it. People going to study in The Hague with the aim to stay here and to find a job in their uh, respective fields. Do you also assist employers to find talent? Yeah, first off, the International Center Services, um, the fast-tracked uh, municipal registration, um, the IND support we have to pick up your residence permit and the, the first information package you're basically going to receive about living and working here uh, is designed for employers as well. Um, if you come from abroad, you want your employee to start as fast as possible. So we sort of facilitate these employers by offering a fast-track service. So if after they visit the center, um, they can sort of work the next day because they have the necessary papers. Um, so this is one of the ways we help international employers. What we also do is, for example, new employers coming from abroad and setting up their business in The Hague, or Dutch employers looking for international talent. Uh, we provide them with help about how does the relocation process work for staff. Uh, so we don't help set up the business. That's where we work together with The Hague Business Agency and Innovation Quarter in this region. But we take care of that every new employer coming from abroad will also have international employees. And they also have to, you know, their kids have to go to school, they have to find the housing, they need to go um, and get a residence permit if they're coming from outside of Europe. Um, so this is how we help. And we're uh, busy with setting up more programs about helping Dutch employers find international talent. We have a lot of students which are studying in the Hague region, but also further in Delft, in Leiden, uh, other big Dutch cities. Um, we're very motivated. They follow a Dutch degree, so they already have some knowledge about the Netherlands uh, and they're willing to stay. They just have to you know, be connected to employers. Um, so we're setting up programs for them, uh, also to help spouses. So the partner who is coming with an, uh, an international employee and often they're very uh, qualified themselves. They often have uh, very high university degrees. They are just not, you know, in the same sector uh, as their, you know, uh, wife or husband. Um, so they need some guidance on the Dutch labor market. Um, and we're thinking about setting up programs for them as well. And also for expats who are thinking about moving jobs. It's a lot easier for us to redirect them to employers who are also in need of talent uh, than to keep yeah, uh, getting people from abroad. How do you stay in touch with the community? Yeah, luckily, we have a strong team of colleagues who uh, offer, you know, who help um, to communicate about the message we have. We are basically there to help them and to make them feel at home. We're trying to set up uh, or create a stronger international community where it's not just the internationals themselves cooperating, but also that we have the whole ecosystem of employers, universities, but also, you know, the service providers who are offering, you know, very dedicated services to internationals to help them. It's really where we all have to work together. Uh, and as a government, we provide some services. But what we especially do is we try to connect people to where they can uh, find help. We try to be the focus, focal point where they can just ask the question and we um, try to find an answer for them. Where do you see the center um, five years from now? depends on the impact of COVID-19 on international mobility. Will people uh, work remotely more often? Um, will we see the same numbers? 
Um, but I think in five years, what we hope to do is to be a little more the center of this ecosystem, where people really go to one office to get all the answers. Um, and I hope in that we are going to set up more help for employers who are looking for talent, because I think we can offer more help to internationals already living here and to connect them really about, you know, we have the supply, we have the demand, let's create a space where we can connect them so we can basically retain internationals more. What are the problems that uh, internationals communicate with you uh, mostly? Now, I think uh, uh, right now in COVID-19, we get a lot of questions about uh, people wanting to move to the Netherlands, but they're trying to find out the ways about around travel restrictions, immigration problems. And in general, uh, most of the questions we receive are about um, government services. This is also why internationals look to a government office for the help. So think about, um, I'm trying to, um, to get my BSN number as fast as possible. Uh, my residence permit, is it ready already? Is it ready yet? Um, I have a family member who I want to get over how does the immigration procedure work, things like this. Um, and just before COVID, the biggest bottlenecks in not just The Hague, but I think in every big city in the Netherlands where um, the housing market is getting more difficult for Dutch people, but for internationals alike, to find an affordable house on the market. And um, sometimes we have a waiting list at international schools. And of course, for parents, it's very important if you move that your children are going to a good school uh, and also that the school, you know, it is not yet too much of a difficulty in adjustment. Um, so I think that's something we got a lot of questions about. Um, and healthcare, for example, we already got questions about how does the Dutch system work? How is it different than the system in their home country? And this has only increased in, uh, in COVID-19, of course. Do you also draft policy recommendations for the municipality based on the trends you observe? Yeah, that's one of my tasks. Uh, to really find out you know, what are the trends, but also what bottlenecks do we face. And uh, we report back in terms of you know, some things which the city is responsible for. Uh, but I think one extra uh, benefit of the international centers, we also report back to partners we work with. So we work with a set, set you know, community of uh, dedicated service providers who offer their help for expats uh, and international staff and families. So if we hear a bottleneck, we always reach out to partners like, hey, what is happening? Is it true? Is there a way we can actually get rid of this bottleneck? Can we solve the issue? So also they will provide answers, but we can also see if there's you know, not an easy fix. Uh, what can we do? Do we have to arrange events? Do we have to set up a new website? Can they offer their support? We liaise with other departments who are responsible for, for example, the business side, the universities, the schools. Uh, we form a, a tight community within City Hall to see uh, what is happening in The Hague and how can we help? But we do the same with other cities. So we are, have a network of expert centers, but also some other cities which try to be attractive for international talent. Uh, we're looking at, hey, is this, is this problem actually a The Hague problem? Or is it something which is because of government regulation? Is it a trend which is also happening in Groningen, Maastricht or Amsterdam and The Hague? Um, to try to find out common solutions. In this second part, Herko Fisse tells Dutch Bess how his interest in world politics and religions led him to take on several roles working with migrant communities. He explains how some problems are encountered by all migrants, experts with a job contract, as well as refugees. For Herko, helping newcomers to find solutions to their problems brings him satisfaction on a very personal level. 
Yeah, I think uh, um, a lot of the things I've done uh, to studies, volunteer work, uh, work as well, they have to do with migration. Uh, so I studied political science uh, and religious science. And for me, the, the field was also like, why do people cooperate? But also, why do they get in conflict? And when I started studying, um, there was a lot of debate about immigration into the country. And I started to volunteer with um, Syrians arriving in, uh, in Amsterdam. Um, I started to volunteer um, at Schiphol. This is a detention center where refugees are taken when they uh, ask for asylum on the airport. And also I started working with, you know, helping municipalities, help them with the settle, settling in process of new refugees arriving to their cities. Um, so it's really the trajectory, the, the, the red line in my work has been you know, trying to help uh, people coming from abroad to this country. Um, and I, yeah, through studies and to work uh, abroad, I know a lot about the, their, their backgrounds. And I think, you know, if you understand their background, you understand a lot of the problems they face here. If they come from a totally different culture, political system, they're not going to understand why in the Netherlands everything is arranged in a certain way. And I always say that I see a lot of common problems between all migrants. The expat is the one who comes with money, with a job, with support from the HR department. Uh, but some of the problems they have are exactly the same as refugees. They don't understand Dutch. They don't understand how the Dutch healthcare system is arranged. And we have to offer help to all migration to this country because the more you help them settle in, the easier it becomes for them. It's prevention of future problems. The more information we provide, the more we understand their questions, the more we can already help them. I guess you look back at your own experience studying abroad. It is really different if you study abroad, you're young, you yeah. bring a suitcase. I went to the UK, I studied in uh, Israel and in Egypt. Uh, it's really different than moving with four little children to a new country. And I, I, I really, uh, I find it amazing to see some of these parents move you know, everything they have to a different country to advance a career, to find more quality of life. I think it's a little bit different, but I hope to understand a little bit what they're going through. And it's also why we keep talking to these, to the community about, hey, what's happening? What are problems you're facing and what can we do to help? It, it is also the, this human aspect of care and you can trace it back to your previous volunteer work. Yeah, I think uh, uh, learning from taking back also from you know, personal um, convictions I have. I really try to support people who are in a less fortunate situation. And through studying, I know a lot about you know, what has happened in some of the countries where people think like, hey, I'm going to leave my family behind. I'm going to sell my house. Uh, the only way forward I see is to you know, cross the Mediterranean Sea, uh, uh, hire a, a, a smuggler, for example. And I'm hoping for a better future in the Netherlands. Um, something I take back is as well is these people are, are lost. They depend on your support. Um, and the least I can do is with the knowledge I have about how the Netherlands works and how the migration system works is to offer some help in, in guidance. I feel well if I you know, understand that they have, yeah, they find some progress to my help. Um, and also I think like a lot of, you know, you get a lot of gratitude back from these people. They actually are stuck and they're asking you a question because they know, don't know anymore. It's quite a uh, it's quite a step usually for people even now with uh, with with you know highly skilled internationals to come to the country you don't just go to a government office to ask help you know you have already tried some things you have looked at facebook at social media you have looked at websites you are stuck you know you just need some to talk to someone and say like, hey i'm not sure about my options what can i do yeah and i find it important that we have an office which can help 
but also personally i find it important you know i find it uh, the least i can do to offer them help about how to navigate the system uh, and whether it's refugees or uh, you know high skilled workers is of course a different kind of help you provide different task of the government but in essence it's the same it's trying to help them find their way uh, a more personal question now what is your favorite book uh, i think my favorite book is catch 22 with joseph heller about the uh, second world war um, because it's about satire and i really like to make uh, yeah, to view a situation which is quite dire you know you can still have some humor to look at it in a different way and i'm very you know interested in war and peace uh, so it's a book that you know looks at um, the topic of war from a perspective like hey how weird is actually that we are at war like just from a human perspective like it's it's absolutely ridiculous it's also about bureaucracy which is my day-to-day -day work and sometimes i don't know why we're doing some some things and you get stuck yourself because you're trying to find you know a way out for someone and you didn't fill in form a so you cannot progress to b um, i think this book addresses a lot of these common common issues is humor a big part of life? Um, I think you have to, you know, take uh, life a little bit light. Um, a lot of stuff is happening about it. It's good and bad. Um, and sometimes, you know, to, pro to process it to yourself, you have to look at it from the bright side, but also to find yeah, the humor in, in things. What is that object that you have always on your desk and has a special meaning? We usually have a clean desk policy. Now, I think I'm always, uh, I have a lot of uh, uh, pictures of places I've lived, about places I, you know, I visited for holidays, uh, places I'm from, uh, but also artifacts from these places. He might have a clean desk policy, but the travel photos and memorabilia betray his passion for the world outside of the Netherlands. We internationals are lucky to have such an ally at City Hall. Herkofise, advisor at The Hague International Center, was speaking to me, Elena Gola for Dutch Buzz. Dutch Buzz, your weekly dose of inspiration from some of the city's special people. Denheim.